Hi everybody, welcome back to Lukewarm Takes. It's like hot takes but worse. I'm your host Jack Loney and I bet no one thought they were ever gonna hear this again. Uh, but here we are. I'm still going. I'm still here. I leave for college tomorrow. Um, I got one day left until I go to film school. I was about to pack my microphone and then I remembered that I had outlined a new episode and never recorded it. So here I am. I'm planning on keeping this up as much as possible during the school year. I've tried to come up with other podcast ideas, but I mean, this one is just, it's near and dear to my heart. I want to keep going with it. I want to keep doing it. Even if I can't do it through Saxon Radio 1 anymore. Uh, This is no longer a Saxon Radio 1 production, by the way, while we're on the subject, because I'm I'm no longer a Saxon. I graduated, so I'm no longer affiliated with Clibian, unfortunately. Uh, I love them. I love what they're doing over there. Keep listening to Saxon Radio 1, because I'm sure that the podcasting team is going to keep putting out great content as the years progress. Um, I don't know how it's going to look in these unprecedented times, but I'm sure they'll figure something out. I, I haven't been doing much. I've really just watched all of MASH and then re-watched all of MASH several times. Um, so not a lot to talk about in terms of what I've been watching lately, what I've been doing lately, but I do want to talk about awards shows, because there's one coming up, the Emmys, the nominations have come out. They air on September 20th, um, which is coming up in like a month. Uh, the nominations came out a couple weeks ago, and I really want to talk about just awards shows, because you guys know I love talking about them. Um, I don't know if I love them, like, in and of themselves. I really enjoy watching them, and I really enjoy keeping up with them. It's just, like, a, a nice little hobby of mine, but it's the kind of hobby where, like, I'm not really sure how much I should be doing it and how ethical it is to care so much about it uh but i do it anyway because it gives me content to talk about and it keeps me informed on things that are relevant to my life so i have i have a pretty love hate love criticize relationship with them and i really wanted to talk about it in light of what awards shows are trying to do in the upcoming season um if you haven't heard the academy which is the people who do the oscars um they've a expanded their voter base by a shit ton of people and not only that they have also um started working on a set of diversity standards that include having a set number of best picture nominations every year which is going to be very fun and a set number of I believe there's a set number of female directors that have to be nominated and a set number of people of color that have to be nominated in certain fields, which is all wonderful. Um, Kind of sucks that they have to set rules so that people will pay attention to women and people of color, but it's it's a step in the right direction. I think it's really good. Um, But I want to talk about how awards shows deal with diversity and how awards shows deal with, like, the definition of good, because it's a very all-over-the-place definition. It really depends on who you ask. Award shows just have to deal with a lot of different kinds of good, and they have to kind of reconcile all of them in what they decide gets nominated and what voters decide wins. 
Um, like, for one thing, there's shows that are technically good, so they're, like, super well-written or filmed or acting, you know? Uh, like, some examples I can think of that have been nominated and won quite a bit in the past, uh, except the last one, we'll get to that, um, is Killing Eve. The acting in Killing Eve is amazing. Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer, I believe, are both nominated again, uh, as they should be. They should win Emmys every single season of Killing Eve that comes out. Uh, I love them. The acting, stellar. Uh, Mrs. Maisel, you know, Amy Sherman Palladino is a god. She's one of the best screenwriters out there, in my opinion. She's one of the best people working today. Uh, I love her work, and her shows deserve all of the critical acclaim that they're getting because they are technically well-written. Um, and then there's Russian Doll, which has not won that much, but it did get nominated for a ton when it came out. But that has amazing storytelling and cinematography and lighting and just, like, the way that they tell the story visually is so beautiful and subtle and I I just I really like it I think that it deserved all the nominations it got and then and then you have shows that are good because of the performers or the characters usually I feel like comedy falls into this a lot because in my opinion what makes a really good comedy is the cast's ability to run with the script and create their own bits and create their own characters within that so I feel like what we do in the shadows is nominated for quite a bit this year I think that does a great job and I think that that's largely in part of the cast and then even shows like like the office like classic sitcoms i think that they really work because the cast worked really well together um and were able to take the script like off of the pages and create a really a really good narrative and a really good camaraderie between all the characters um i think that sitcoms and comedies are defined by the cast's ability to do that um, and the ones that are getting nominations are the ones that are the best at doing that. And then I also think that, like, really fandom-y shows, like shows that amass kind of a cult following, usually amass that following because the characters are, like, really fun to sink your teeth into and analyze. I think that shows like Sherlock and Doctor Who and, uh, early Supernatural, definitely not current Supernatural, but, um... <laughs> early supernatural just those shows they they do a really good job of creating characters for you to get super invested in and i think that that like i don't think that they're the best shows obviously but i think that they have merit because of that i think they're really good some shows are good because they bring diversity to the table uh some shows are just better at doing that than others. They're really good at incorporating diversity into the story without making it seem forced or they're really good at telling a story that hasn't really been told in mainstream media before. I think Pose is an amazing example of this, obviously. I just started watching it like two weeks ago. I don't know why it took me so long to watch Pose, but oh my god, this is not a hot take at all, but Pose is hella good. Everyone should watch it. I'm in love with it right now. Especially like Pose and Rami and Brooklyn Nine-Nine even to an extent. Um, and then I think that Good Omens, I included it in this category in my notes because the way that they just, like, casually make basically every character gender queer or gender non-conforming is mwah. It's brilliant. They fit it into the story so easily, uh, and it doesn't 
like it's not a plot point it just like these characters exist the way that they exist and it's it's a really good option if you're looking for like gender queer content i actually prefer it to shows that like have a non-binary or trans character and like their whole character is them discovering their identity and like navigating the world uh because that's boring i i can talk to any of my friends and hear the exact same story like good omens though those guys they don't have gender and they stop the apocalypse 10 out of 10 and then some shows are just they're just fun i think that media that's fun doesn't get enough credit and even when it does like people have to justify why they think it's good in a way that isn't just fun like the spider-man franchise like the entire franchise you don't have to come up with reasons that it's good a lot of times it's actually not that good unironically my favorite spider-man is andrew garfield and i know i know he was too old for the role i know the movies aren't that good but they're fun to watch i watch them with my friends it's great umbrella academy not a great show the writing leaves a lot to be desired some of the acting not great but it's so fun to watch and I think that that should be included. <laughs> like, I think that award shows should just have, like, a, a shits and giggles category. That'd be really neat, actually. I should be in charge of all the decisions made in Hollywood. That's beside the point. The point is, is that award shows have to combine all of these different definitions of good that so many people have and so many movies have and shows and media. Uh, and they have to combine all of them, and sometimes I think they do it wrong. Like, I think that some years they pick the wrong definition to reign supreme over what gets nominated, and I think that sometimes they combine these definitions in weird ways, which leaves the different nominations in a category, like, vastly different, when all of the nominations have different definitions of good like they're all good for vastly different reasons i think that that hurts some of the nominations i think that that really diminishes some show's prospects of getting an actual win um when there's not a a set rubric or standard or definition of what constitutes like good content that's not to say that i think that they should pick a definition and run with it like i i would not be happy if they like just picked technically good shows for nominations because then i think that shows like shows like good omens and what we do in the shadows and a lot of sitcoms would get skipped over um in favor of like more highbrow art housey type stuff um and i think that if we picked stuff based on characters alone uh the people picking it would pick characters that they relate to mostly and then we would miss a lot of diversity based options um because you know the tastemakers of the film industry are th mostly white and straight and suck um <laughs> that's not true not all of them suck just a lot of them what i'm saying is that it's hard to find a balance between all of these different things and i feel like a lot of times people fall back on old favorites i mean that's really understandable I don't think it's excusable all the time. I think that sometimes they nominate shows just based on the fact that they've been good so many years in a row and they pass up new things. Um, I think they do the same thing with directors and screenwriters too. I think it's more prevalent with directors and screenwriters and actors to an extent. I think it's like they fall back on old favorite people 
rather than old favorite like concepts or shows. I think that there are some directors where every movie that they make gets an Oscar nomination for best director or something similar even when they don't deserve it. Yes, I am talking about Quentin Tarantino. So, I don't know, that that's one problem that I have with awards shows. I think that they either try too hard to appeal to the voter base and the people watching at home, or they try too hard to appeal to their own sense of superiority as, like, a film person, and so everything that they pick is very highbrow um, and undemocratic. And I don't like that. Uh, and then the next thing that I have a problem with is obviously the diversity, which as I said, they're starting to fix. Um, I think they have way longer to go than they think, and that worries me because <laughs> I think that they are going to go a couple steps um, and they're going to go, we did it! The, the Emmys are now diverse. The Oscars are now completely diversified and they're gonna pat themselves on the back and they're gonna just sit down and they like have barely made it out of the driveway and they have like a, a two-hour ride on the highway ahead of them and they just don't know. I think that a lot of the problem is much more behind the camera than people think it is. I think that there's two kinds of diversity. There's diversity in stories and diversity in the people on screen and we're seeing a lot of increase in diversity within the people on screen and that's great. Um, we're not seeing as much diversity with the people who create the stories, and we're not seeing recognition for the people on screen. I saw a statistic today that was like, of the top writers for like the biggest Hollywood films, 5.2% are black, 3% are Asian, 0.7% are Latinx, 1.5% uh, are multiracial, and there are 0% indigenous screenwriters for top films and then of the 11 big hollywood studios 93 percent of senior executives are white so there's just there's a lot of disparity between what we see on screen or what we're starting to see on screen and who is deciding whether that makes it on screen and who is creating the final cuts of the script and who is directing the actors on screen um and then even though we are starting to see more people on screen, those people aren't getting the respect that they deserve, whether it's microaggressions backstage, which a lot of people backstage, off camera, which a lot of people have come out and spoken against, or it's nominations. Like, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad about this year's nominations for Pose, because um, they, they really cherry-picked Billy Porter out of the Pose cast and nominated him. Uh, he's one of the very, very few cis cast members in the show. Most of the show is trans women who are doing an amazing job in their roles. They are just, it, it is mind-blowing how good these people are, um, and how much they deserve an Emmy, and they're not getting it. And it feels, it feels very similar to Parasite winning Best Picture and being the first movie to ever do that without having a single Best Actor or Actress nomination, or even Best Supporting Actor or Actress. Like, not a single cast member was nominated by themselves. It was all just the movie itself. Which, I mean, it was a really good movie. And there were also some outstanding individual performances. The dad in Parasite Oh my god, that man deserved best actor. 
he did such a good job. I just think that it's important that there's equal representation and recognition both on and off the camera, and I think that the Emmys are kind of a way... The Emmys have kind of become a way, and award shows in general, have become a way for studio executives and white production staff members to kind of pat themselves on the back of how good of a job they did, and the cast members are there, cast members of color are there to make it look like there's more people of color in Hollywood than there actually are. That's how it feels to me. Um, and that's, mm, that's really not sitting right with me. People of color should be allowed to tell their own stories, you know? And should get recognition for telling those stories. Okay. And then there's also the whole thing where winning, it all, it all comes back to class, but like the whole thing where winning is based on how much money you can throw into a campaign for the award. I think that that's, that's really low for both the people voting and the people involved in that campaign. I think that people should pick a movie based on how it made them feel and based on their own definitions of good. I don't think that they should pick a movie based on which production staff threw the most lavish party for them to get them to vote for their movie in the Academy Awards. I think that's really gross um, and it sets up this cycle where either a show gets fed a lot of money at the start or spontaneously does really good. Um, and kind of shoots out to the top there, uh, and it gets them enough money to campaign for an award, and then it wins the award, and then it makes money because it won the award, and then because it made money, it has money to keep campaigning for other awards, and it's just this whole cycle. I really think that that's what Game of Thrones did. I think that's why Game of Thrones was so critically successful, was because it just kept making money, and so it kept being able to throw these vast amounts of money into awards campaigns. I do think that they're moving in the right direction in terms of who gets credit and recognition. The diversity standards that the Oscars are setting up are going to help a lot. I think that other awards shows are going to follow suit, and that will be great. But I feel the same way that I feel about most things these past couple months, which are that the visible side, the side that the audience gets to see, is changing for the better, um, but not the system itself, which is where most of the flaws are. And I think that people are going to stop pushing so hard as soon as the visible side is satisfactorily sat is that a word as soon as the visible side is diverse and democratic to our satisfaction and people are going to stop looking so hard for flaws behind the camera and it it irks me this is where most of the hate in my love-hate relationship comes in because i love i really do love watching people get trophies for the things that they worked really hard on. I love it when art gets recognized. I love it when art gets appreciated as good by so many people. I think that awards shows are a very good idea um, and I don't know just like I, I really like how happy they make people. Um, I'm really hoping that I get to go to some. I don't care if I'm reporting or if I'm like nominated. I'll never be nominated. What am I saying? Um, but I don't know. I, I like them a lot and I wish that the feeling of getting nominated and winning was available to a lot more people than it currently is. That, that's most of it. I just want, I want the possibility 
of winning an award like that to be open to anyone entering the film industry. And right now, it's not. It's very undemocratic, and art is should be democratic before it should be anything else. Anyway, that's what I have to say. <laughs> Sorry if it was a little all over the place. Obviously, I'm getting back in the swing of things. It's been literal months since I made a podcast. Uh, but hopefully I get to do this more regularly. I really like it. I miss it. Uh, it depends on what my roommates say about me being a podcaster. Hopefully they don't make fun of me. It's okay if they do, though. I deserve it. <laughs> Before I go, I do still have a, a recommendation of the episode. Uh, today it's it's music. Usually it's music. Um, it's the album New Age Norms 1 by Cold War Kids. New Age Norms 2 comes out on the 21st, but right now New Age Norms 1 is where it's at. Cold War Kids has become one of my favorite bands over the summer. They just, they do a lot of really cool stuff musically, um, and I really like the content of their songs. It's all about, like a lot of their music is about dysfunctional marriages, um, which doesn't seem like something that an 18-year-old film student would really care about, but for some reason, the lyrics just, like, hit hard, even if you're not in a dysfunctional marriage, and their their first album is, like, the biggest example of this, but there's still a little bit of that in their newest album. Uh, my favorite songs are Beyond the Pale, which is about cheating on your wife, but it's also very tender, and I like it a lot, and then the other best song, in my opinion, is Fine, 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 which is just a bop. There you go. I hope you enjoyed. Um, you can follow me, just me, not Saxon Radio 1. You can follow me at Lonely Corvid on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and you can follow my YouTube channel where I, I am hoping to post more little short film projects. I don't know. Uh, I was going to film one before I left. Obviously, I'm not going to have time to do that anymore. Um, but yeah. I'll see you guys when I see you. Thanks for tuning in.